0: Hi guys, welcome back to another episode of Around the Emirates with Sarah. I'm here with a super familiar guest, my sister, Selma Musa. Great to be here. <laughs> so I wanted my sister to be on the show today to talk about her experience, um, especially in academia, and to share a little bit about her research especially. So Selma, tell me your background. I grew up in uh, Canada, in the
1: UAE, um, and Saudi Arabia. I did my university my undergrad at Georgetown in Qatar and then I did my PhD at Stanford in political science and I'm now an assistant professor of political science at Yale okay so I'm hearing political science a lot what got you into that I guess it's a way to make sense of different social dynamics in the world and instead of just kind of living in the world and taking things for granted, it's a way to actually investigate why things happen and what effects certain policies can have and the goal for me is to try to actually improve communities that I'm part of.
0: Okay, so it's not just for the research element of it, it's understanding why things have happened and how you can then use that to make a difference in your society, right? that's my take on it some okay. people like science for the sake of science or knowledge for the sake
1: of knowledge to just right. know why things happen or to understand the world is the goal but I like to
0: try to take it one step further and use that information to actually do something I see okay and um, I understand that there's one specific research paper in mind that you've become a relatively well known for in your circles right uh, I think
1: you're are you talking about the Muhammad Salah paper? Yeah. yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Yeah, uh, that, that's a really fun
1: project. So that's an example of kind of wanting to um, understand something at a, in a more systematic way that you just see happening in the world. And so we saw, oh, Mohamed Salah, this Liverpool player, he's obviously an amazing player and really popular, but has he had this broader effect on people's attitudes toward Muslims? Mm. Um, so that was the question for us. And so can we use some, some tools and, and data to systematically answer these kinds of questions instead of just wondering about it?
0: Okay, and what were the results?
1: Uh, so we found that uh, looking at hate crimes and hate speech, that exposure to Salah, which we measure as either living in the county of Merseyside or being a Liverpool fan, as opposed to living in other counties or being a fan of other top five clubs, um, that when we look at trends kind of before and after and compare across different groups, that that exposure reduced hate speech and hate crimes. Um Ooh relative to what we would have expected, based on trends among similar groups, so other fans or other counties.
0: Wow, that's incredible. And like, how long did that whole process take?
1: We started that project in 2018, and the paper was published a couple of months ago. <laughs> wow, well there you <laughs> so go. that's the academic process for you. That's the publishing process.
0: But I also understand that you had to travel like, internationally, right? To, 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 was like, what, kind of, what elements were taken into consideration when, when putting this together? I didn't have to travel internationally. No travel? No. <laughs> but you had to work with international teams or anything?
1: No, actually we were all myself and my co-authors were based at Stanford at the time, so that was easy Um, Now we're all scattered, but uh, the data that we got we actually used the Freedom of Information Act or FOIA um, Mm -hmm. In the UK to request that data directly from police departments So we didn't need to go anywhere for that and then for the hate speech data We scraped millions of tweets so that you can do from your computer. Wow Okay, so what would you say was your biggest challenge in this process? The biggest challenge, um, it's more on the statistics side. So uh, for some of these analyses, you only have one group that is exposed. And so how can you make solid inferences when you only have kind of one treated unit, right. as we say? Mm-hmm. Um, the other challenge was getting the data from the police department. So by law, they have to respond to us, but there's no... Timeline as I understand it, you know There's no incentive for them to respond quickly and give you the data in exactly the format right. that you want So you make the request, but you, you don't you know what lucky, actually comes of, back.
0: Yeah, I see. Okay And is there anything kind of like funny or weird that happened to you in this process that comes to mind? I guess the
1: the, the weirdest thing but in a cool way was being asked to speak about the results for a documentary produced by UEFA Um, So that was really fun. Like the crew came to Stanford and they interviewed myself and my co-author. Well, that that part is okay, but the cool part is they then put that in the documentary and then it's like, you know, people like Jose Mourinho and then me right afterwards, which was really funny for me to see, even though obviously I didn't meet those people, but yeah, that was fun.
0: Yeah, I think they tweeted about it, right? I remember seeing it on their social media platforms too. That was really interesting. Okay, so... Obviously political science is a very difficult kind of industry to, to be successful in and you've been, you know, you've done your, your undergrad and now your PhD, and you've just now started to teach. So what would you say is like a message of kind of inspiration for people that are in the same industry? Well, I don't know
1: if it's I don't know if it's inspiring, but if you have a real passion for understanding why things are the way they are, and you're interested in working with data for storytelling. Um, then political science is a good field to be in. Mm-hmm. Uh, academia, I don't know if I would recommend it. It's a very <laughs> weird field and None it takes <laughs> a lot of sacrifice yeah, to get there. Um, but a PhD, I mean, if you just like learning and you have questions that you're genuinely interested in answering and no one has answered them in a satisfactory way for you and you want to answer them yourself, then yeah. a PhD is maybe one route for you.
0: Okay Well, I really appreciate you taking the time to be on my show. Um, I definitely think that we learned a lot, especially like the way that you broke down political science. I didn't I never thought of it that way of like collecting data to tell a story, so I think that's really cool. I also hope that Muhammad Salah one day recognizes your contributions to each. Yes, I hope so too. <laughs> well, thank you. And as you guys know, there's a new episode out every other weekend. and if there's any kind of questions, please leave them in the comments below and we'll see you soon. Bye, thank you.